women have a real affinity for her. Female hormones are probably a daily horror. I think in horror especially, you see a lot of objectification, which sometimes I like to play into, but I enjoy taking that kind of scheme and flipping it and giving the power to the woman. Women bring, as storytellers in general, sensibilities that men don't have. And when you put that into horror, it's almost like pleasure in a way. Joining me on Moving Radio today is a director who uh, came up on my radar a while ago because they were doing a documentary about uh, kind of like Vancouver-based or Pacific Northwest-based filmmakers who were women and who happened to be directors of horror films. Of course, I'm intrigued by the genre. And uh, that person was Becca Kozak. And the film has evolved since uh, probably the beginning of the pandemic and what it was. It's called Girls With Guts. Becca's the director, writer, editor of said documentary. You can get it from darksidereleasing.com or you can be like me and walk on down or get on down to the Lobby DVD shop here in Edmonton and uh, get it in person. But I mean, honestly, you can buy this uh, Blu-ray pretty much anywhere, Amazon, any place like that. Today, our guest is Becca Kozak. Welcome to Moving Radio. Thank you. So it's good to have you here. I, I stumbled across what was the beginnings of this film, Girls with Guts, in uh, 2020-ish. So it's nice to finally make this conversation happen, for sure. Can you tell us a little bit about the roots of this project for people that might not be familiar with it? Maybe what happened before the pandemic and uh, how maybe the seeds of it are kind of revolving around your time at the Vancouver uh, Film School? I had an assignment at Vancouver Film School, which was to do a one-minute documentary. It was in a class with Joel McCarthy. And once the pandemic hit, that assignment, student got pushed quite significantly. So I was hoping to interview one or two women horror filmmakers who had graduated from Vancouver Film School. So that was Heather Perluzzo and Bruna Arbex. I reached out to Heather Perluzzo and she said that I should post on, I believe it was Women Filmmakers of BC, a Facebook group. And through that, I got a ton of interest. I was, I had stated that I wanted to do a documentary on horror and feminism because Heather, Bruna and myself are all interested in those topics and they come through in our films. Um, so I started recording the interviews through Zoom throughout the pandemic and edited it. And w one year ago today, it premiered at the Rio Theater where I serve popcorn. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, you are, I think you're minimizing maybe a little bit because you're very humble probably about what the journey is actually like because I think there's a certain amount of, of sweat <laughs> and, and blood and tears that probably all go into this right so you know you talk about maybe where you're coming from as a filmmaker yourself not necessarily being predominantly a documentarian did you kind of look at this as you know what this is the class I wanted to have but I didn't have this class so I'm going to make a film about feminism and horror and that would the class I'd be really intrigued in uh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, my distributor has even suggested I do a talk at UBC, but I did have a class with Gigi Saul Guerrero. She didn't bring too much feminism into it, but um, yeah, that's the closest I can equate it to. Did you also kind of look at it as 
<clears throat> this is something that's important for me because as a as a relatively new filmmaker and somebody's just coming out of school that were you looking for almost kind of like this is for an audience but secretly it is for guidance for me like this is because i mean that's even something that you know tarantino talked a long time ago about he's like oh yeah i'm writing a book and then he would just show up on people's sets and he, and he wasn't writing a book at all he was just trying to glean information and kind of be around uh the process is that kind of what you were looking at is like i want this film to be for me but also at the same time like it's going to be for an audience i know there's somebody else like me out there it actually ended up being a great great networking opportunity they always in filmmaking school it's brought up continually that networking is very important and you know i'm not the most socially adept person in the world so i wasn't sure if how I was going to go about networking, but I just kind of fell into this. We're speaking today on Moving Radio with Becca Kozak, the director, writer, and editor of Girls With Guts. You can get it through darksidereleasing.com, uh, or you can find it also as well on physical media at several other places uh, where you get any of your movies or in Edmonton here at the Lobby DVD shop. You listed a couple of different filmmakers, but there's so many in this film. It's uh, it's kind of a laundry list here. So you talked about uh, Gigi Guerrero, who is uh, maybe somebody that my audience I was familiar with already before. Also, Tristan Risk, who has been around for a long time, but also uh, kind of just forayed into filmmaking herself recently, right? Dre Boulay, you've also mentioned too. Can you talk just a little bit about some of those women? I know it's impossible to cover everybody, but maybe just giving us uh, kind of like, you know, a, a short, brief version of some of these women that you talked to and some of the important work that they've done that's not only, you know, influenced you, uh, but a lot of other people that may not even be familiar with them as directors, per se. Gigi is super successful. Uh, she put out a feature film, Culture Shock, uh, a few years ago. How did I get here? I can't remember anything. People dream of a place like this. Nothing in this place makes sense. I know you must be very confused right now. Give her to me. No. <laughs> Get me We're not paid to give them the American dream. We're paid to keep them out of it. And upcoming, she has a slot in the anthologies Satanic Hispanics and VHS 84. Um, you can also see her on Shudder in horror documentaries. Nadine Lesperance, I saw her as another punk rock filmmaker. Um, she's married to Spud from the Dayglow Abortions. Uh, through this, we ended up making a film in Victoria, Musings of a Sinner, which is premiering at the Rio Theater on October 23rd, as, as well as my most recent movie, Last Call. Um, Lisa Ovies, she directed Puppet Killer, and her film, which is Midnight, is playing on that same date, October 23rd. Ariel Hansen, she made some movies um, such as Ready to Burst, which I found interesting because I've always been interested in pregnancy and horror and the perspective that women have that's unique, considering the pain that we go through and the body horror of being a woman, essentially. Karen Lamb has been around for a long time, super respected. She's also into metal so that we had a connection there. Oh, and uh, Julie Bruins, um, her movie, Have You Seen the Witch, is um, premiering October 23rd as well. So they have all that coming up. So that's a few of them. 
it's kind of one of those things where if uh, I think in five years time where people are going to watch this, maybe they're going to be like, if they see it now, they might only know like a small sampling of it. But I think in five years time, you're like, oh, you just listed some of the projects that, you know, Gigi Guerrero, who's who's definitely moving and shaking uh, that a lot of these women are going to do, <clears throat> whether it's beyond the West Coast or not. So do you feel like this is kind of almost um, a way for an audience to get into a lot of films that potentially wouldn't have an opportunity to see? Because that's what it did for me. It became like a gateway drug, basically. Right. Well, um, Shirai Rules, for example, I was blown away and amused by her film Ramshackle Blues. She recently premiered her film Tiger by the Tail, which she's going to turn into a feature. Um, so any success that these ladies have is a success for me in my film as well. So there's also this wonderful um, support system. Um, I've been told that I was led into the coven. <laughs> That's good. All right. There was no there was nothing you had to do specifically. You just got let in. Right. Yeah. No rituals. Well, as much as this film is focused on Pacific Northwest filmmakers, um, there's a great deal of universality to the film, too. Right. It, it isn't just about, oh, this is some sort of local trend, right? It goes much beyond that. That's just kind of where you're based out of and why you see that. And, you know, you face questions about body horror and feminism completely head on with these family out here. So talk to us a little bit about how you wanted this film to transcend an indie doc, even though you had limitations of a pandemic, uh, of a very limited budget, of uh, being a student yourself at that point, and that that helps go, um, that helps this film, Girls With Guts, kind of transcend the borders of yourself and maybe those limitations and the subjects too. I did a film, Lisa Sucked All, with uh, Lisa Crystal Carver, who's an underground punk and noise musician. And she did a ton of interviews in her zine Roller Derby. And I was really inspired by the way that she would ask these questions that were seemingly random, but they were really what she was wanting to know instead of ask, like, for example, for the filmmakers, I wasn't asking them about techniques about filmmaking. I was asking what I wanted to know. So that led into the body horror questioning, which is my favorite part of the film. So the questions became less about the films themselves and more about the thought process behind the films and what makes women um, unique in the horror genre. Was that easy for you? Did you find? Because I mean, it seems like you're kind of more about like maybe a little bit more narrative driven and definitely don't want to be the focus of it, but you kind of, it's not that you're the focus of the film. You have to be in some ways because you're creating a conversation with them. Was that something you had to kind of work through where you felt like by the fourth or fifth, I felt stronger or was it because you're so interested? It was easy to get that conversation started. Oh, I certainly felt nervous. Um, and I didn't want to be in the film, but I had a few people pressuring me like, oh, just be in there for like a few seconds or so. But yeah, that wasn't really an interest of mine. But in creating a brand for myself, I'd like to think of myself as a body horror filmmaker. And so I wanted to focus on my areas of interest. And I'd say that's the only way I bolstered myself through the movie. So how did you embrace the challenge of, of doing it at a time where you weren't going to be able to sit down one-on-one -on -one with these filmmakers and where it was virtually impossible for you to really ex execute this film, maybe in the way that you wanted to, or did you find that hindrance in some ways uh, inspired you to be more creative? Actually, that hindrance worked to my favor because a lot of people were stuck at home. It was very easy to reach out to people. That's also how I reached out to Lisa Crystal Carver to do Lisa Suckdoll. It was just this moment where I realized that 
there was this open space where people weren't really doing anything and it'd be a very cheap way to get interviews done. Um, you know, do it yourself. We're speaking today on Moving Radio with Becca Kozak, the director, writer, and editor of Girls With Guts. You can get it through darksideresleasing.com, or you can also pick it up uh, from many other websites that are going to be able to give you movies. But also, uh, if you happen to be local in Edmonton here, you can get it through the Lobby DVD shop as well. Can you talk to us a little bit about how your own style as a director evolved through the process of filming, editing, and kind of molding in this film into the final version that it is? I started using a lot of uh, found footage, footage that was free to me to use. Um, so that started being a lot of black and white or stuff from the 50s and 60s. And then I would find in the audio, like these little sexist samples or just these moments that would elucidate the point that I was trying to make. That combined with using the footage from the woman's films because I, I didn't want to focus too much of the camera uh, on the actual Zoom interviews because, of course, the quality isn't the greatest. So I just found ways to explore their points through images. Yeah, and I think there's a certain um, a level of understanding from the audience to what it is. I mean, it as you are interviewing directors who are kind of DIY, who are very almost kind of punk rock in their approach. And I think the film reflects that. And not in a way that it looks shoddy, but in a way that it looks um, like there's care and interest. But it's like, we're not going to give you glossy because that's not what these women do, right? So I feel like you reflected that well. Can I tell you, though, Becca, I know you put it on the Blu-ray and you had kind of leaked a lot of that artwork of the artists that you covered in this film on your Instagram. And then when I went onto the extras and I watched the original, I don't know if it's the original cut at the beginning of this, I was like, oh my God, I wanted that back in. Because I really felt like the artwork like put even more of your own personal stamp on it. So I don't know, like maybe this is your point where you can be like, Jimmy made me take it out and I hate him. Or, <laughs> or you like, or you like, I just felt it worked better because I really love I think there's a certain, your artwork is used at the beginning still, but just not of each director. Why get rid of that and honestly put more of it in next time? That's just my thoughts. Right. Yeah, it definitely wasn't my choice to have the artwork changed. But when you buy the Blu-ray, the um, back cover is the original artwork. Yeah, that's all I'll say about that. Not my choice. All right. Look, if they're listening right now, it was wrong diet. It was the wrong idea. <laughs> you, you blew it. <laughs> it didn't ruin it for me it just could have been better that's all i'm saying you know there were several bonuses you do a little bit of like an interview with yourself and some other things but you referred to uh lisa suck dog as well it's a short film that you included on the just as well so it was really nice and you talked about lisa crystal carvel as well performance artist writer musician right can you discuss a little bit about how maybe this film was it a foundation for you in some ways for girls with guts or were you like it was kind of more foundation for my vision and where I want to try to go forward with so those were both conceived at the same time when that was there was sort of that um openness at the beginning of COVID where I felt I could reach out to anyone Lisa Suckdahl I worked on that simultaneously with girls with guts coming up with images that I wanted to accompany her words hi
and I ended up filming in a studio for um, film school, a one day shoot. I didn't get the three or four day shoot for the final projects because one of my horror ideas were like two outside the box. And even though the teachers were like, that's the best writing, the students were the ones who ended up choosing the final projects. So I had to make do with that uh, one day shoot. So I suppose Lisa Suckdahl got finished around the same time as Girls With Guts. I certainly improved my editing abilities through doing those two films. I mean, now that you're kind of looking back and you you told us earlier, you're like, it's been almost exactly a year since recording this, where you look back on the premiere of the film itself in your hometown, or at least your home base. Talk to us a little bit about how you feel um, about the film a year later, how it's evolved for you, and maybe how your own career, too, is evolving a bit in the last year from uh, doing Girls With Guts. That premiere was certainly a wonderful experience, feeling the support from the community. I feel that Girls With Guts established me as a filmmaker. Uh, it gave me the opportunity to get a little bit more interest and attention for my own fictional works. As well, it gave me collaboration opportunities, such as with Nadine L'Esperance for Musings of a Sinner. And my film Last Call, Ariel Hansen is the main actress. Becca Kozak is our guest today on Moving Radio. Uh, we're discussing the documentary Girls with Guts. Of course, uh, I've been talking about it because it's a fascinating look at uh, Pacific Northwest directors and particularly female directors in the genre of horror. Uh, and Becca has called some amazing footage of conversations with uh, these women. You know, the tough part sometimes watching is just like you, you feel like whatever like a business that focuses around artistic vision should be a little bit more progressive, or at least it has evolved at a certain point. And uh, I wasn't shocked in any way. I was just more disappointed. I'm like, still, that a lot of the women that you talk to, and maybe even yourself, have had to deal with, you know, preconceived notions, judgments based purely upon gender or experience at that certain point that other people clearly don't have to go through. Um, is that something that you were just like, I can't believe I have to go through this question and I'm just, and we're all sick of talking about it. Or did you feel like we have no choice because if we don't keep talking about it, it just keeps happening. Yeah. There's no real way of getting away from it. I mentioned prior my dissatisfaction of not having a lot of um, people interested in horror in my film school. But I also found when I was directing back in film school, my authority would be questioned often it was an it was often an uncomfortable situation to be the director now outside of film school whenever i direct anything there's not a question of authority it was interesting to hear what the other woman had to say but of course it also hit close to home i mean as a female director we've all been there um you shouldn't i feel have to establish your authority being the director should be enough to do so <laughs> but it's a little tougher for women and do you look at that almost as like it's it's almost like a public service of for like because you know and you probably have already met them like young women who have seen the film and it, at least it makes them feel like well this is terrible to go through but i'm like i'm not alone but this is the only way that we change it is if we're changing those perceptions and just how annoying it is to have to make those opportunities for yourself a lot of times right well um 
my close female friends, um, especially those younger than me, um, the response they had from the film was certainly one of inspiration. And that was probably the most beautiful thing I got out of making the film was seeing their reactions to it. All right, Becca, this is the part where you can shamelessly promote your own stuff. I mean, I've talked about Girls With Guts and also um, your short film that's on that Blu-ray as well, Lisa Sock Dog. But, you know, let people know where they can watch some more of your stuff online or where they can connect with you online, whatever social media platform you want. Tell us more about how we get to know Becca Kozak. Well, um, I recently created a production company, Sugar Rod Productions, through which I'm planning to create my first feature fiction film. So you can follow Sugar Rot Productions on Instagram. On Twitter, I just go by Kozak Becca. The film I'm planning to make, it was a, the short script was a finalist at Vancouver Badass Film Festival last year. And I'm working with the dark side to develop that. This year in the festival, I have a feature script and a short script that are finalists. I have a few screenings coming up on October 23rd, Last Call and Musings of a Sinner, which I was the um, assistant director, cam op and co-writer on. Uh, right now you can go to LA Punk Film Fest um, and see Binge and Purgatory along with other punk rock films. Uh, but that's also on my YouTube for free. And on October 24th, Binge and Purgatory is playing in Germany for Too Drunk to Watch Punk Film Festival. And on October 25th, Lisa Suckdahl is playing if anyone happens to be in Germany. <laughs> you never know, right, Becca? Like, this, <laughs> it could go globally. I don't know how big I am in Germany. but <laughs> I seem to be decently big in Germany because Binge and <laughs> Purgatory played there a few months ago for Final Girls Film Festival as well. Yeah, see, there. You'll be my gateway to Germany. Um, we'll get some German fans because we've had Becca Kozak on and they'll be like, she's fantastic. Uh, we love her stuff. So that's where we're going to listen to you more. Uh, Becca, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate the time that you've taken out here. And uh, hopefully we're going to talk to you again, whether it's for the feature or for something else. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it.